so y'all today we're gonna talk about hair black woman hair and lordy 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 lord so a couple of weeks ago i watched um a documentary by chris rock and he and in documentary the documentary's name is uh good hair and to me it was very um eye opening to see black americans women transition with hair and self love and natural hair like the weave revolution and everything because i remember like i remember when i was younger or even now i used to kind of like be upset with black american women because they would comment on my natural hair you know um i've had a hairstylist tell me if she had a dollar for my hair, mind you, a black woman, if she had a dollar for my hair, she wouldn't take it <laughs> because I have natural kinky hair. And um, and I remember just, you know, people telling me how I needed to get my edges done. I needed to put gel. Um, why do I walk around with my hair out? And now that I'm looking back at some of the events, of my life concerning my hair I've realized that to some people especially in the black community to some people I was offending them because I had the audacity to do what they couldn't do or what they were told was not beautiful. Let me explain. I understand and and I want to use the American context to begin this that black American women were told this does not look good. This is not cute. This is ugly. This is that. This is, you know, like you look like you just came out of the bush, you know. And I watched the Madam C. Walker um, documentary on Netflix where there was, you know, this differenti- this, dif- this differentiation between um, the dark-skinned Madam C. J. Walker and the light-skinned woman who were like, well, if you want to get a man, you need to have a good hair, you need to... You need, you, you need to make your hair straight. You need to make your hair this. You need to make your hair that. And it was sort of like your hair was sort of like the way to advance, the way to please a man and everything. And to be honest, that's been the the tale with black women around the world. You know, even in the African community, you have women who buy dark and lovely, perm their hair, even though it is choking. <laughs> There a lot of them, even though they're ending up being bald, but they they will still go and get those stupid perms and put on like in their hair because you know it makes it makes them acceptable, you know. So this has been a tale in the black community. But I feel like me growing up in a place where I was the majority, 
So by that I mean being like growing up in Africa, where I saw natural hair, where I saw how people was like proud of their hair. Of course, there was a section of people who were perming and perming is a big business in Africa. And I'm not saying that we don't have issues with that, but I did not grow up ever feeling like my hair was ugly. I grew up feeling like my hair was hard. <laughs> it was hard to comb. I used to break all the comb in the house. And my mom be like, oh, I cannot do your hair and everything. My mother did not know how to do hair. To give you like a little, um, a little anecdote, um, back where I grew up in Benin, West Africa, kids are not supposed to have long hair. So you were not allowed to have um, single braids or, you know, weave or something like that in your hair. It did not, it was not considered proper for school. So either you had cornrows or you cut your hair, you know. So there was a certain code of conduct when it comes to hair and doing single braids and doing you know like weave and all of that it was not seen as a positive you know you are not a respectable um citoyen that's how we say in french but i think the word in english means citizen if you if you came in with like with like single braids and everything we did not really look at you favorably at school so a lot of us we like most um people have short hair so i've grew up seeing my peers with short hair my mother was so against me cutting my hair and she's still against me cutting my hair so she learned how to do african threading because that's the only thing she she could manage she did not know how to braid or do anything so she learned how to do african threading because it was the easiest so i did african threading throughout my life um I will put a link to show what African threading looks like, but uh, it's it's um, it's like twist but with yarn, and so that's what I did my entire life. So I wasn't used to doing single braids. I wasn't used to the crochet. I weave was like older woman thing. So in my little age, I would have been dare put weave on. You know, or or do single braids that because that was not something that we looked positive on. So, moving here and coming from the place where having a natural hair is considered socially acceptable in my brain, from where from where I come from, doing cornrows or doing my African thread or cutting my hair or having short hair was looked upon favorably. I just that's what I was doing. And to some black people who were told that, hey, your hair is ugly, you need to perm that, you need to put that in, 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 in a braid, you need to straighten your hair, you need to put perm, or you need to do this, this, and that. How, how dare is this black girl can do this and, and walk around not having any social pressure to, to do what we're doing? Do you know what I mean? So I understand it. So I honestly understand it. Of course, that does not excuse them talking about me not having good edges. <laughs> because I swear to God, I wanted to cuss them out. Actually, I did cuss them out. 
you know, that doesn't excuse how they reflected their insecurities on me. It doesn't excuse that because I am a person and those things did hurt my feelings, you know. And even my mother would be like, you know, we're in America now. You don't have to want to do this. You know, you can put, you can have your hair in single braids and everything. And it, it was something that I wasn't used to. It was something like, I did do single braids when I was a child in Africa, but it was something that we did like off season. It wasn't like an everyday thing. It wasn't all the time. So I was never like induced or like I was, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, I never had the feeling of like, Oh, I need to put my hair in a single braids with long single braids or do crochet hair or nothing. You know, I started using that more because of the winter here. Cause we don't really have like, you know, cold winters in Africa or at least in West Africa, I shall say. So I never, so when I moved here, I did not have any uh, feelings about having my hair. Like I, I wanted to cut my hair since I was like, since forever. I wanted to, like, I love doing my African threading. And I, and I remember one time I did African threading and, um, this white person was like, Oh, I like your hair. It's so beautiful. How did you do that? And I was explaining to them. And I remember this black woman just looking at me like, how dare you? Like, how dare you getting praise? Like, you know, or something like that when we cannot do that, you know? So I, so I understand the cultural, I understand the, the hurt that some people can feel when it comes to some of us black women who are so, like, who are proud to wear our hair natural, who are proud to just show, show off the way we want to show off, you know? I was just having a conversation with my friend who just cut her hair for the first time and and I told her this, I was like, oh my God, cutting your hair is so liberating. And honestly, you learn to love yourself. And and I said that because it, four years ago, yeah, almost four years ago, I cut my hair for the first time. Like I said before, I've, I've been wanting to cut my hair forever. But my mother would be like, no, it's not good. You're a woman. Cutting hair is for men. Nah, 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 nah. So honestly... The hair discussion, it's, it's strong in every black community. Um, and so I was in Germany and I asked my uncle to cut my hair on New Year's Day 2019 and he did. And the funny thing is when I asked him to cut my hair, we were both uh, drunk. And it wasn't until he cut half of my hair that I realized that this dude has been drinking since 7 a.m. So I might end up looking like Punta Kente. <laughs> but, but it came out looking really good. Uh, I liked it. I honestly love it. And I remember the first time taking a shower afterwards. And I took my shower. I got ready. I got dressed and everything. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't have to go look for the comb. I don't have to look for hair grease for all of those stuff. To It was just so simple. Like, I was like... I had 30 minutes to like eat my breakfast, you know, like it was just so fun. And I remember when we went back to school, I was just like, oh my God, I, I saved so much time because I didn't have to do so much on my hair. Like I didn't have to do anything on my hair because I had a buzz cut actually, you know, and it was so liberating in the sense of, to me, my hair has always been my shield. I have a very round face and I have really big cheeks and 
like sometimes I like and every time I do like protective style, I always like to do it in an aphrotic style. So I was like big hair, even if it's if it's down, I want it to be like very big and everything because I hide behind my hair, you know, it goes well with my face and everything. When I was little, I was bullied about the shape of my ears. So I don't really like straight hairstyle because if I'm tucking my hair back, you know, my ears are showing and stuff. So, um, so I always love big hair cause it has my, it has my face when I needed to hide my face and it also had my ears. Cutting my hair was the definition of self-love because I couldn't hide anymore. So when things were said to me or when I was presenting myself in the world, I felt very exposed. There was nowhere for me to hide. I felt very exposed. I remember I had a very traumatic experience when I was in California and it hit different to me because my face was exposed because <laughs> I had, I didn't have hair. I had short hair. I did not have hair. So going through that year with, with no hair and getting up when I was down, I learned to love myself so much. It was, it was such a good year. So I was just telling my friend, uh, I was like, girl, you got, you are going to have a good year. Cause you are honestly, if you can survive life as a black woman with no hair child, it'll like, you are, a, you'll be a superwoman. You are a superwoman because it is so refreshing to just be like, this happened there's nowhere i can hide i'm gonna take it things that i cannot control i'm gonna learn to let it go and i'll move on and although hair is our power is how we express ourselves is how we we communicate the world who we are especially in african cultures like hair told your status in the world it told like Different hairstyle told where you came from. It told it was an identity um, expression. It was a status. It was a class expression. And sometimes we value it so much because it's like yes, if I'm doing a bantu knot, I am, I am telling the world I am a bantu girl. If I'm doing my African threading, I am telling you where I'm from, and and I love that. But I also feel like we need to start embracing not having hair you know not having hair is also powerful because you like it's just the, I, I don't know how to explain it to be honest it's just so empowering to just to not have to hide behind your hair to not have to 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 work on it too long you know i felt like one of the the most intimate relationship I ever had with anything is my hair. Every time I braid my own hair, I feel empowered. But I also felt empowered when I did not have hair, you know? And I think as black women, we need to, we need to just accept and love however we decide to wear our hair and not be so, um, so pressured into 
into doing into doing what society told us to do with our hair. So that's the first part of what I wanted to address. The second part that I wanted to address is just I get annoyed with the new natural hair movement. Um especially coming from people who who wear purple wigs. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to be shady. I promise I'm not trying to be shady, but listen, I understand the history of our culture of how we were made to feel less than and stuff like that. But as a girl who's been natural forever, I don't want to hear someone who just transitioned tell me how I should wear my hair. And the reason why I have a problem with that because lately I've been watching a lot of like YouTube videos and everything and I'm just and I see this YouTube account talking about 4C hair. First of all, the the grading system with hair is is stupid and it's there's a history of racism with that so and we're not and like we're not gonna address it in this podcast maybe in another episode we will but you have a biracial person um saying she has 4c hair when she doesn't and you see them purposely having captions that will help them get ahead with the algorithm when what they're selling is not true. What you can do with your hair, I cannot do with mine. So I understand that people are transitioning and they're embracing the natural look, they're embracing natural hair and everything, but I feel like some people are being misleading in this movement where they are trying to create videos and content using clickbaits for them to earn money but not to really talk about their hair. Oh my god, I feel like I'm going to have to cut this part out because um, a motorcycle just passed by and it was really loud and I don't know if you guys heard me. But yeah, um, I was just saying, like, why? I feel like true self-care and true self-love is accepting who you are regardless. Regardless, y'all. Regardless. And if you're going to create content about natural hair, be honest about your hair. Don't write something that does not apply to you. Don't do something that does not apply to you. That's not cool, y'all. That's not cool. If you want to be evolving, then evolve. That's all, y'all. That's all. That's the little thought that I had about hair today. I'm probably going to make a more informed episode, but this just came to my head and I recorded it. I'm going to post it for the sake of posting. Not for the sake of posting, but I'm going to post it because 
this was um um an unfiltered thought process and uh, if you're listening to this you can hear me think <laughs> as i'm speaking to you um so yeah as always thank you for checking out my podcast please share please comment i love to engage let's talk more about our hair tell me your experience with hair what do you think are you transitioning or have you always been natural i would love to hear from you thank you see you next week bye